The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice, be glad, For your reward is great in heaven. In the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning again. This morning we hear the heart of Jesus' teachings, as it is passed on to us in the Gospel according to Matthew. The title that it has gained in the tradition is the Sermon on the Mount, and today we hear the beginning of that sermon, and you might say the heart of the hearts of the sermon. Some have contrasted this teaching with the ancient doctrine of original sin in the church, which goes all the way back to St. Augustine, 4th, 5th century, emerging from this notion that our sinfulness, our falling short of what God wants of us, is almost, you could say, genetic. It gets passed on from generation to generation. And so we need redemption in order to be brought closer to the life of God. But by contrast to that, we get Jesus' teachings today, which some have come to call original blessing. Original blessing. And deep in the heart of Jesus' teaching is an ancient wisdom that we hear encapsulated in the prophet Micah, writing centuries earlier, before Jesus to a people who had struggled for countless generations in their relationship with God, so much so that their name means to strive or struggle with God, Israel. Some of you will remember that primordial story all the way back to Genesis when Jacob wrestles with God at night God cannot prevail over Jacob, and so God 
puts Jacob's hip out of joint, just to remind him who's in charge, of course. Then he names Jacob Israel, one who strives with God. What Micah is saying and what Jesus is addressing is actually the baseline, you might say, of our spirituality and the way we relate to the divine. We are called into a relationship with God, full stop. And what that means for most of us is we will struggle with God, full stop. God wants us in relationship. God knows we are wayward and we will wander. So God will accept a contentious relationship over no relationship at all. Does that sound like the families you know and love? Now you understand why we have a habit of using family language when it comes to being in Christian community. That contentious relationship, again, is baseline for us. And this is what Micah is writing about. This relationship is contentious. This is why we are named Israel, he says, to God's people. Then he asks the question, what is it that God really wants of us? And he goes down the punch list, right? He goes down the list of the old sacrificial system, whether it's animals and burnt offerings, incense, whatever else we want to offer, our beautiful prayers, hello, our beautiful liturgies, music, or even the life of our firstborn, which is embedded in the tradition as well. But Micah says, no, this is not what God wants. All God wants of us is to love things like justice and kindness, to walk humbly with our God. You could say that Micah throws down the gauntlet as far as our call as people of God. And this call is understood from very ancient times in Christian community, so much so that early Christians took on the name Israel for the early church. We have to be really careful about that for obvious reasons, but it is instructive to understand what the quality of relationship is about. We are called as well into this life of struggle with God. How we go about it matters. Micah and Jesus paint in stark contrast with the rest of the world. What I mean by that is, you notice, Micah doesn't talk about power. Micah doesn't talk about military conquest. Micah doesn't talk about having plenty of money in your bank account. Micah doesn't even talk about having a good life, however the world defines that. justice, kindness, and humility. Things that even to this day cannot be bought or sold. They are something that comes 
from the very spirit of the divine within us. That, Micah says, is where we are to plant our life. Jesus, teaching his first followers, begins to paint what that life will look like, and he calls it the kingdom of heaven. The community of God's love, the beloved community as we have come to call it here. And it is hard work, right? We sit at the tail end of a pandemic that seems to go on and on and on. So that tail is long, like a dragon's tail. It just keeps going and going. We all know that the sailing has not been smooth. We've watched things be taken away from us that we did not want taken away. We have watched things change in ways we never anticipated or wanted to change. We have been asked to step up and do things that we never thought we could or would be able to. All we have to do is look at the headlines of our world this week. I only need to make mere mention of Memphis, and you know what I mean. Or, you know, my inbox filling up with emails this past Friday when the announcement came down that our sister parish in Corte Madera, Holy Innocence, is having their last liturgy today in their current form. Tomorrow they will turn the keys over to officers from the diocese. And then we'll see what happens from there. And the heartache, and the shock, and the anger that so many of my colleagues share and the leadership there shares. The challenge of being church in a time of decline, all of this is laid before us. and begs the question, how then will we be as the people of God? You notice that Jesus doesn't offer any guarantees, does he? He doesn't say a good life will be comfortable. He doesn't say a virtuous life will be easy. I wish it were so. I'm still learning that it's not the case. How about you? No, Jesus says we are blessed by embracing peacemaking. Meekness, that is, humility. Embracing with compassion the grief that is within our hearts and around us. Of acknowledging our poverty, even if not in things, certainly in spirit. Being blessed for coming to grips with who we truly are, even more so who God is, being willing to move into that relationship, nothing more than our very hearts. That is the beginning, you might say, of what Jesus calls original blessing.
That is the beginning of new life for us and the people we love. It will not be deemed successful by the world. In fact, as Jesus reminds us very shortly after, and it's a wonder that his disciples remained with him after he said this, he says, look, he says, this is going to get you into trouble. But even that, he says, will be a blessing. Hooray, let's fill the pews with that message, yeah? When we put down the works of this world and we pick up the works of God, we find what Micah told us we would find. That is the source of all life. Hope, not only for us, but for the world around us for what Jesus calls the kingdom, the new world that is God's dream. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.